Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And you're listening to the Spooky Hour. It's still us. We're still here. Um, hi. We're here. We're the Spooky Hour. It's us. Um, so how was your week? Good. <laughs> week nine of quarantine. I know. I've just realized that, that it's been nine freaking weeks. And part of me feels like it hasn't been nine weeks and then the it, other part of me is like it's been like seven years yeah it feels weirdly like short and long at the same time this whole year has felt like that because there's been so much shit in the last five months that like ah. honestly the whole holly's family clan has pissed oh in some cereal so much in the past life i don't um, know so some of you know if you're not new listeners uh if you are new listeners third um my dad passed away in january so that's how 2020 started um and it's just kind of in like little instances of shittiness and then the, obviously the whole coronavirus thing and on tuesday my dear mother fell down the stairs and broke her foot so badly that it was backwards and i had to care for her in those moments until the ems showed up i'm not kidding you guys i had nightmares i'm over 2020 this podcast is all i have so thank you for being here <laughs> yeah and she's heavily spraying the other one so it's not like she's walking out of she there. actually does have a hairline fracture i spoke to the doctor <gasps> oh, God. um it's very minor and she said she already has like no pain in that foot but they've they're putting a walking boot on just to support her this poor um, lady yeah it's been a mess so yeah thanks for uh being here for me you guys like this podcast is the only positive thing i have right now Um, fuck 2020 yeah and on this note while we're chit-chatting we just kind of wanted to talk about why we chit-chat a little bit um we received a a critique and we do appreciate critiques because we're still learning we do want to know what you guys like to hear but this person didn't like our banter and um that's fine that's we don't hate you for that that's cool but we want to explain why we do the banter in case you hate it um we genuinely just like talking to you guys yeah like our little spooky friends and we love when you guys message us about something that we said in the podcast like it's it's just nice to chat and have internet friends because we don't have real life friends (laughs) and i find like when i listen to podcasts that have banter it's like you kind of feel connected to them in a way yeah we get a lot of comments um where people say like i feel like i'm hanging out with my friends when i listen to the spooky hour and that's the feeling we want to give you we want a small spooky family yeah family a family Family. (laughs) you're our family (laughs) if you don't like our banter that's totally cool we've been talking about maybe putting in a timestamp for those of you who don't like it so you could just get straight to the crazy shit that's fine but yeah we just wanted to explain that in case you hate it that's why it's because we like you okay (laughs) and we're gonna try maybe to do more relevant banter it's just that there's literally nothing going on in the world right now but i do have relevant banter today because i drove by a freaking crime scene the other day before the cops even got there um where i live they are building a casino and by this casino is big open field and uh it's been rainy and gross the last few days and the field literally looked like a lake like it, it was deep um later on in the day when the police showed up they had to put on their scuba gear so it was that deep oh my um, gosh yeah it's pretty brutal so, so i'm driving at like 8 30 in the morning uh, i'm taking my dog on a walk or wherever i went and uh <laughs> i turn the corner and there's a pickup truck and a car nose down in this field lake thing and they were both like black and singed like they were just set on fire 
and there was baby car seats. There's two baby car seats. One was like toddler size and one was like the one with like the handle that you like carry the child in. And I was like, oh my God, did someone fucking drown their kids in this small field lake? Like what's happening? That's not a scene you want to go up onto. (laughs) No, it was, it was traumatizing. I called my mom. I woke my mom up. Actually, that was the day she broke her foot too. Maybe I cursed her. Anyways. (laughs) Um, so my little sister's like me too. And she ended up driving out afterwards and she said she saw a body bag and I was like, a body bag. Um, so then a couple days later, uh, it was in the news. No one died. No one is dead. There are no dead children. There's no dead babies. No dead babies. This is a positive episode today, guys. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, so there was a carjacking. This guy stole two cars, set them on fire and then dumped them in the field. Like, and that was my excitement for the month. Probably. For, like, that full, like, day, we were like, oh, my God. I was so worried You're that gonna someone had, like, drowned their children. I was, like, so stressed that whole day. <laughs> and on that note, I guess we should probably shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Okay. Because I literally have nothing. I've, I'm bored. It's the long weekend. That's it. Woo. But when you guys listen to this, the long weekend will be almost over, and I'm sorry about that. It's technically still a holiday when you're listening. Well, is it a holiday in the United States of America? I think so. I honestly don't know. I have no Make idea. it a holiday, you guys. Yeah. It's now your guys' holiday, too, so if you don't have it. <laughs> Happy spooky day. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's a good idea. So should I jump into my spookiness this Absolutely. Week? Okay, cool, because this week we're going to talk about the Banshee. Oh, cool. It's another creature one? Yeah. Whee! Well, it's not a creature. It's actually a lady. Oh, I thought it was a creature. No. Oh. I mean, it's depicted in movies as a creature, but I'll Yeah, it's usually, that. like, fuzzy and stuff, right? No oh shit i thought they had like long hair and stuff yeah they do have long hair and like oh, clothes see i'm like kind of like, dark figure i mean stop you're talking i'm gonna let the expert do the talking <laughs> <laughs> you're like there's so many monsters to keep up to so like <laughs> it could be any of them um so the banshee is actually from an irish legend so it's in like celtic culture oh. yeah um she is said to be a spirit but also said to be and like some parts she could be a fairy um and she roams like the countryside and when you hear her screams it's said to be an omen of death um yeah so her scream is supposed to be like a warning sign that there will be like intimate um death to either you or a family member um so the banshee can either be like screaming shrieking wailing um kneeing and it's said that her shrieking can actually shatter glass that's like how high-pitched it is that's kind of cool yeah so she's like she has those vocal cords she's like that mariah carey like hit that whistle note that eighth octave yeah (laughs) god i hope that's the right terminology (laughs) The Banshee is actually Mariah Carey, everybody. The story's Oh my god. Done. Everything <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> um, so the word Banshee comes from the Irish Banshee, but it's spelt B-E-A-N-S-I, because Irish is fancy as fuck like that. So it translates <laughs> as women or woman of the fairy mounds. Um, so the Banshee, she's not always seen. It's more like people just hear her cries mm-hmm. um, and her wails at night. But for those who have seen her, have said that she's, like, appeared in, like, multiple different ways. So people, like, it's not even just in Ireland. Like, it's seen across the world. Um, there's reports in, like, Ontario, where we live. Um, there's one in, like, New York. There's some in Australia. So it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but some people say uh, they've seen her as, like, a very, like, elegant, beautiful woman um, wearing, like, a shroud. Um, or she's seen as, like, a pale woman in a white dress with long red hair. It's very Irish. Very Irish, yeah. Very. Um, oh, or, I love gingers, though. Right? I wish I had ginger hair. Uh, I have pale skin. That's all I got going for me. I um, am olive tone and would look like an absolute tool with ginger hair. But I want can, it so bad. <laughs> we should just do it anyways, just to get the kick out of it. It'll be funny. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I'm already halfway there. <laughs> Whatever. 
this quarantine is killing us. We're all just going to dye our hair in, like, ridiculous colors now. Yep. It's happening. Yep. Um, so, or she's, like, a pale woman in a silver dress with silver hair. Um, some people have even said she's headless. And she's oh. carrying around a bowl of blood and is naked from the waist up. Just fucking terrifying. Got titties out, man. Yep. With no fucking head. <laughs> it's weird. Um, or as an older woman with red eyes and a green dress and white hair. And then some people have said they've seen her as like an older woman with a veil covering her face, dressed in all black with gray hair, which you see a lot in a mov- in movies. I've seen, um, I don't remember what it was in, but I've seen it depicted as almost like a an old like witch looking yep. thing with like stringy hair in front of its face and stuff like yep. that's why i said like fuzzy i meant mm-hmm. more like cousin it style <laughs> yeah no that's definitely it and a lot of the movie because like so the way the movies like depict this um this folklore this legend is that like she comes to kill you but banshees don't like are said not to cause death so it's not like they, they they'll just show up and like kill you or like haunt you and like they kill just let you. you know it's about to happen yeah they serve it as like a warning so okay. it's it's kind of like they show up and you even if you don't see them you can hear their cries and the next day you can get into a car accident and die oh so they're not necessarily like they're not cursing you they're just like huh, you're about to die bitch yeah <laughs> like in some legends I'll, I'll, I'll explain into like go into it a little bit more and there's different ways that this um folklore is like depicted but it's said that she like the banshee does not cause death it just it's like a a, a warning basically okay so like, it just hey. gets a bad rap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's just trying to warn everybody. Yeah. She's doing her best, okay? <laughs> so historians have traced the Banshee story all the way to the 8th century, where during... Um, yeah. Been around for quite some time. So during funerals, women would be um, a, a keener. Um, so a keener would sing sad songs at, like, the gravesite. Oh, okay. And it's, like, kind of, like they're like sorrowful like they're just they're singing like these really sad songs like i think you're trying to say they're bad singers (laughs) no they're not so they sound like wailing banshees (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) um so they would sing sad sad, these sad songs at the graveside um and if you were really good the job paid really well um so for yeah so for powerful families in ireland it was common belief that a fairy woman would come to um keen at graves uh, and they said to believe that these the fairies were more talented singers than real humans, which started like that fairy banshee story. Okay. And then another version of this is the stories where these women, um, it paid the job technically paid well, but they were very poor, um, and they would get um, instead of being paid, they would accept alcohol as payment. <laughs> because i would do too right so that was like considered to be like a sin so they were sinners and they get punished and become a banshee yeah that's kind of cool yeah yeah i like that so are we banshees yeah (laughs) i guess so these people were paid to like cry and weep at grave sites to make people look more because especially if like you were very powerful the more people you have at your funeral that were grieving, oh my god that's so vain <laughs> yeah that were grieving would make you look like you were a better person and that's why that's they, so they pay these people yeah if no one cries at my funeral i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> i will do my best to wail like a banshee at your funeral <laughs> perfect thank you you're welcome <laughs> So, again, not all banshees are supposed to be evil. It is said that they have, that some of them have, like, very strong ties with their family, and it continue, and they continue to watch over them in death. 
Um, so these, in these cases, when a banshee would appear, it would be again, a very like enticing, beautiful woman. And she would sing a sorrowful haunting song. Um, so the song would be heard for days before the death of a family member. However, it's also said that it would only be heard by the person who was going to die. Oh yeah. So these These are cool little tales. I like these. Yeah. So it's like, it's not necessarily evil. It's kind of like this, this banshee is watching over this family and they know when they can perceive when they're going to pass. So it's kind of like a warning. Mm-hmm. So I think that people just um, associate death with evil in general. Yeah. So that's how like folklore gets twisted so much into like banshees being like the bad guy in a horror movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. So I get like with the next legend I want to talk about, it's kind of like that way what's depicted as being evil. Well, not necessarily evil, but not necessarily like, a good thing. Um so the other legend of the banshee story is said that the banshee is a ghost of a young girl that suffered like a, an extremely brutal death. Um, so it's only like one banshee, not like multiple. Okay. Um, so this banshee would be seen as an old woman with like rotting teeth and fingernails, wearing rags and have like really red eyes. Yeah, this is kind of the vibe that I've seen. Yeah. And um, her mouth is always open and her screams like torment the living. Um, mouth so- breather. Right. <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh my god as long as she doesn't speak moistly it's fine <laughs> I, I can't believe i said that word i hate that it. was great so that was excellent if you guys don't understand that reference you're either a not canadian or b not on the internet <laughs> yeah just go google justin trudeau with moist and you'll you'll find it <laughs> um so according to this legend the banshee will take away the pleasure um from the life they are tormenting and just pretty much like scream at them until the person goes insane and ends up committing suicide wow so that's a different kind of tale altogether yeah it's like a total 180 yeah completely different um but just remember that the banshees don't kill they only show up to warn of death yeah so that's why this one's a little bit off the beaten path yeah definitely well they still technically don't kill in that scenario either yeah very true they like cause the death in a way but they had like a i don't know like a say in it like they kind of like made it happen without actually doing it yeah they're kind of like um uh uh charles manson yeah oh that's a good one yeah yeah and he still got charged so yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that reference cute Um, so many, many years ago, the belief in the Banshee was extremely, like, widespread in Ireland, and, like, not believing in the Banshee was, like, blasphemy. Like, if you didn't believe in the Banshee, you were, like, crazy. (laughs) Makes sense. If you don't believe in this mythical creature, clearly you're off your rocker. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually asked my dad about this. So my dad's parents are from Ireland, and I asked if, like, my, because I've never, I've heard of the Banshee, but I was never like talked to like they never yeah. talk, told me i didn't know this it. was his backstory at all i just yeah. thought it was this like screaming gross thing yeah and he said that like her his mom did speak of the banshee but it was in more of like funny terms like have you ever heard of like the term like get off the cat's tail like kind of like why are you screaming like get off the cat's tail like stop it i've never heard it but it makes sense yes okay <laughs> so my grammy would like my my dad had like a lot of brothers and si- or four brothers and a sister and they would be all within like the same range of age yeah. so they're all like loud and like obnoxious <laughs> they're all boys right yeah and they'll be like screaming or something and my grammy would be like get off the cat's tail or the banshee will come she'll come oh. to get you <laughs> so they're like she's kind of like stop screaming or the banshee's gonna show up and like kidnap you and an irish you away. threat <laughs> right that and a wooden spoon <laughs> 
I think that was everyone's threat in like that time period. Yeah, wooden spoons. I I got threatened with a wooden spoon. No, I got full on hit with the wooden spoon. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I was an asshole kid though. <laughs> Those threats were very empty, so I was okay. <laughs> So if they, again, like too loud in the basement, she would say that, which I thought was kind of funny because like I just happened to ask my dad because I was like, oh, it's it's from Ireland. So maybe he'll know. So he told me that. and I'm like, that's hilarious. That's cute. Yeah. So it's actually kind of interesting because there's also a theory and like actually like books written on the Banshee um, that say that the Banshee is only associated with families that names started with O or Mac at the beginning. Or Mick at Which the is beginning. like every Irish name ever. Yeah, yeah so like O'Connor, O'Grady, O'Brien, all that. Come on. Yeah, so these families. Every day of the week just... that ends in Y. Yeah, literally. <laughs> every single Irish person on this world, this planet, this world. It's stupid. Right? So I was like, again, um, and like I fell into like a Reddit loop, and a lot of people experience the banshee stories and the banshee's whales um not just in ireland and around the world so just go on reddit and find it There's, some of them are actually really interesting i'm not going to read them here but i did find an example from just just like last week but um, oh really it, yeah in 1801 <laughs> <was> a oh <laughs> <laughs> she got so excited oh it was like a recent banshee sighting <laughs> No. Um, so in 1801, um, a banshee actually paid a visit to the commander-in-chief of the British forces in Ireland. Um, I could only find his last name, so his last name was Rossmore. So no O or Mick there, so take no. <laughs> the and one he, guy in Ireland. Right. Um, so he had attended a party at Dublin Castle and invited a few guests back to his home. So these guests included Sir, or, wow, Sir Jonah Barrington and his wife, um, so they actually woke up at like around like two thirty in the morning and described as they described it as like a very mournful sounds coming from um, outside their window. So they heard this like really sad noise and they were just like, "What the fuck's that?" Um, and the, there was a maid that was actually also woken um, by it as well. And eventually, these whales, like the the sad songs, turned into the name Rossmore being wailed oh. three times. So it ended up, you, they heard the last name. And the next morning, the servant entered Rossmore's room to find him dying. And he ended up dying. Of what? Just like death? Just, yeah. <laughs> Just death. Wild. He Isn't died of death? <laughs> That's weird that it said the name, though. So the, the, the um, I almost said nurse, the maid heard the last name, too? Yeah. Weird. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I would like if, it's kind of like that three knocks thing. Like if you hear three knocks, have you heard of that? No. Is some this another people, Irish thing? No. Some people, I don't I actually don't know the origin behind it, but some people say if you hear three knocks, like on a door or something, um, that you or a loved one will eventually like die pretty quickly, like Ooh. sooner. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, like that. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. How many knocks do you hear in your house when you hear the knocks? <laughs> hopefully not three. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought. I was like, Danielle here's knocking in her house all the time. I know. Please stop knocking. I don't want to die um but have you ever seen haunting on hill house is that the the netflix show yeah okay i started it and everyone said it was so great and i could not pay attention to it so yeah. i know what you're talking about yes <laughs> i like i was kind of like the same thing like it was really really good but some parts i wasn't paying attention to it and at one yeah. point i was just finishing it to finish it but like the ending got really good Did but it? if someone's seen it like let me know if like i don't know if they actually said it was the like a banshee in it but like what i when I was going through um, the history of the Banshee, I was like, this is what it reminded me of. So in 
the haunting at hill house if you haven't listened to it skip like 30 seconds ahead because i'm gonna talk about it Um, (laughs) this one character sees like a dark figure and it looks tortured but you can't see what the figure is but then it's like a black silhouette but it ends up like it shows up and like will start like screaming at the end of her bed and it's kind of like she's seeing it while she's sleeping um but the girl that keeps seeing this figure ends up dying and then you find oh. out that the figure was actually her and the, as looks, like a banshee kind of yeah because the way oh. it, the silhouette was kind of weird looking like you couldn't really tell you can tell it was a person but it looked like really it just looked really freaking like weird. deformed i guess yeah deformed and then you find out that this girl ends up dying um she put a rope around her neck and jumped off a balcony part in inside of a, uh, a mansion and it was a snapped neck so that's what the figure oh. was it was her and she was screaming and like wailing at the end of her own bed and it's supposed to because she's kind of warning that she is going to die oh. so it's kind of like it's kind of like a banshee story it's like banshee inspired yeah kind of yeah that's, that's what cool. it reminded me of but yeah that's-, that's cool i wish i could get into that show i just like i realized i went through like four episodes or something and had not like i didn't even know anyone's name <laughs> so <laughs> i'm really weird with tv shows they have to get me right away or i just yeah. like can't do it yeah that one you have to watch a couple episodes to actually get into it like it's like a good like five or six i think jesus yeah, no, yeah. That, ain't, that ain't gonna work for me <laughs> but it is really good so go watch it but yeah that's the history the origin of the banshee that was cool i like these um i know you said she's not technically a creature but i'm gonna call her one i like these creature ones yeah. that you're doing because like i know what all of these are but i don't know most of their origins so yeah and this a lot fun. of people know them from like movies and stuff where they're completely depicted wrong so yeah like i didn't know the banshee didn't actually kill and yet, yeah here we are and here she's just <laughs> trying to warn you that you're gonna die that's all <laughs> well that was fun thanks yeah. um so i guess that makes it my turn yeah let's talk can't, about murder can't now. banter too much um <laughs> today i'm gonna talk about um more more of your classic serial killer i guess uh his name is serge tikak what it's the first time i'm gonna say that probably the last time i'm gonna say that i'm just gonna call him him the rest of the time no i'll figure it out um so he's a serial killer from ukraine he was active from 1980 to 2005 so a very long killing spree here he must have killed a lot of people uh we'll get there okay (laughs) (laughs) so there's not a whole lot known about his upbringing but fun fact he worked as a forensics investigator for his local police department and his job was to conduct exhumations um for those of you who don't know that's where they retrieve the body from the grave for like further forensics analysis so the funerals already happen and then they get new evidence and they're like shit we need to take the body back to confirm said evidence or whatever so he was one of the guys that would bring up the body and do whatever they do um, and this is a giant hint towards the nature of his crimes. So, so he's kind of like a Dexter. A little bit. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, this is another episode that's going to have a trigger warning. There is mentions of sexual assault. Um, I tried to be very quick with it, but it is very gross sexual assault. So there is your warning. Um, and I am out. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh um so there's not a whole lot um known about his early years he was born in the soviet um union which is known now as russia uh in the city of kiselyosk which for some reason i put the pronunciation of that but not the guy's name 
Oh, okay. Really smart. Um, (laughs) He was born on September 12th, 1952. He was married several times and all of the relationships ended due to him allegedly being abusive and an alcoholic. So that would do it. Oh, yeah. Most of the time. In 1979, he was fired from his position as a forensics investigator. Uh, He allegedly falsified evidence and this forced him into working like odd jobs for a time. But in 1982, he moved uh, to the Ukraine where he managed to get another job working for the police force after Hmm. falsifying evidence. You think um, that would stay on your record? No, even if you jump. Think, um, especially since the two countries are fairly close together. If my geography serves me correctly, um, I failed geography, so I can't help you. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Ar- around the time he lost his job is when his crimes started. So this, to me, signifies that losing his job was like a a trigger almost because there's no evidence of prior crimes to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that okay. being said, we still don't know a whole much about his upbringing. Um, and also so, being a raging alcoholic can help with anger. Doesn't help, too, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so to catch, <laughs> he would <laughs> stop the streets of the Ukraine, uh, searching for young women and even some young girls. Um, and after striking up a conversation with them, he would lure them to a quiet area. Once they were out of the view of others, he would rape and strangle his victims. Uh, this is again your trigger warning. Some of the victims were sexually assaulted after their death. Oh, um, God. So there's some necrophilia involved. Um, a lot of cases of necrophilia, the suspect usually works in the, quote, death industry in some way. So like a funeral home. Um, one guy did like the the makeup uh, for bodies before their funeral and stuff. I don't remember his name, but I know he did that and he was a uh, necrophiliac. Um, okay. So to, to this guy, <laughs> God, I'm terrible. This is going to be like really gross. But like if they work in that field, it makes you wonder what they do to the dead bodies. Like and that's the thing when they're working I, I think this guy who i might be talking about a tv show i could be confusing reality and tv again but this guy not not um the guy detached to oh god do you know what i googled his name so many times the pronunciation and i still can't sirhe sirhe is easier to say yeah. sirhe so i'm not talking about him right now the, the other guy who did the makeup on the bodies he did um like fondle the bodies and stuff while he did their makeup uh, but then he was also known to do, like, the grave robbing aspect where he would dig them up and do it that way. Yeah. Um, so it's it's so pretty freaking gross. Uh, you know, you trust these people with your deceased loved ones to make them look good on their way to wherever they're going. And yeah. you can't even trust someone to do that. So No. But yeah, so um, Serhei, which is what I'm now calling him... Uh, <laughs> He fits that profile to a T. He worked, he literally, his job was to dig up bodies. So it would make sense that he is into necrophilia. Between his first murder in 1980 and his capture in 2005, young women between the ages, or sorry, young women and girls between the ages of 8 and 18 were disappearing on a regular basis in eastern Ukraine. Uh, The police didn't have a whole lot of information to go on. They were never able to conclusively link the killings to one person, and as a result of this, they jailed several different innocent people over the years in connection with the murders. Uh, men who lived nearby would be arrested and charged with the crime based on whatever scraps of evidence the police could find. Um, from reading the articles that I read, it sounds like more of uh, the cops are trying to make the suspect fit the crime as opposed to the crime fitting the suspect. They would force them into the role, essentially. And they kind of um, just wanted to close the case to be like, hey, look, I solved yeah. the case. So they'd be like, well, you live in this house and her body was found five minutes away from this house. So obviously you killed her. And then yeah. f- for some reason that was enough to arrest these poor men. Um, another episode where we hate the fucking cops. Another one. You know, we did really good. Was it last week? We did really good. We're like, yeah, yeah they did their best. And now we're back. <laughs> and now, now we're back to them being trash. <laughs> 
Um, so obviously these poor men suffered greatly because of the false charges. Um, one man reportedly hanged himself while in custody after police wrongly accused him of the murder of his own daughter. So oh that's, God, that's heartbreaking. Devastating. Um, another was eventually released from jail only to be rejected by his community. Uh, obviously he had a reputation as a murderer and no one believed that he was innocent. He ended up losing his home as a result. Um, I don't know what happened to him beyond that, but it said that he was essentially living on the streets because of it. I hope um, they all sued the living fuck out of this department. God, I hope so too. Like, what the hell? Um, another man named Maxim... Maxim, we're just going to call him Maxim, <laughs> was arrested in 2004 after a 17-year-old girl's body turned up near where he lived. Uh, she, too, had been raped and murdered. Uh, he was brought in with another man for questioning based on nothing but the fact that they were in the area at the time. The man he was brought in with had a heart attack in custody. Um, so the police then turned their attention onto him and tried to stick the crime on him. Um, so this guy, this this guy's going to the hospital. So obviously it's you. Yeah. Um, so Maxim uh, was interviewed and said, quote, they brought me to a prosecutor who asked me if I did it. I said no, which was my big mistake as the police took me back to myself for more torture until I told the prosecutor that I did it. So Maxim claims that he was beaten for days for a confession before being sentenced in prison. Um, Wait, they, they can do that over there? You can just beat no. you until you... <laughs> oh, holy no. fuck. It just ha- it happens here, too. There's so many cases. Here, it's more um, like mental manipulation, I would say. I don't think I've seen any cases of actual physical violence, but I've seen... Um, uh, oh, I never remember the name of the documentary where they may or may not have killed this woman, but the one man is uh, developmentally behind, so he's he's got like a childlike mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And how to Get Away with Murder? No, that's... Yeah, fuck, no. No, that's... <laughs> that's the tv show never mind um but anyways they they manipulate him and they scare him uh, because they know he's he's mm-hmm. simple-minded um so they they manipulate him and say you know if if you lie to us you're gonna go to jail for lying to us and right now i think you're lying so obviously like you killed her and he's like you know what i did kill her i did yeah and he didn't that's, quote yeah didn't so that's here they were obviously very physical they beat the crap out of this guy until he said that he did it See, I'm so hard-headed and, like, petty. You would have to kill me. I'm a Libra. I believe in justice by nature. This is another another Libra episode, you guys. I don't know what mine is. I keep... I always ask. Sagittarius? Yeah. What do you mean? I think you're sensitive. Um, shit. And I think I say this every time I try to talk about astrology, too. I'm fake into it. I know enough to, like, you know, say I'm a Libra and I like justice. And then I say, I make a comment like that, and then someone always says, what am I? What do I mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, research your own. But I'm not going to research my own. I'm just going to ask Holly every single time. I'm going to research it after this episode, just so I know next time I'm tested. Perfect. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So he spent six years in prison, and he actually wasn't released until after they had put Serhei in jail. So he stayed in jail while Serhei was arrested and went through trial and all of that. They're like, this guy isn't fully guilty yet, so you're staying in here. Yeah, even though he, I'm pretty sure Sergei ended up uh, confessing to the crime. So he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I killed that girl. Okay, well, this guy's going to stay in jail anyways. Yeah. Like, fuck this guy. If we let him out now, he's going to tell everybody. So we can't. Yeah. So meanwhile, the police are arresting all the wrong men and these crimes are still happening. They're still finding girls' bodies. Um, officially, uh, Sergei was tied to 37 rapes and murders during his active period. But he claims to have killed over 100 women. 
Holy shit. Um, which, you know, if, you, if you're if reading about how often these bodies were found, I'm leaning towards yes. I think it's just that they couldn't find the evidence to pin him to it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're throwing evidence around anyways. They could just pin these on him anyways. Yeah. Like, so, evidence doesn't mean anything over there. No. It, it, it's it's so shitty how they, like... There, I've been really into, um like, falsely accused cases recently. Like, I've been watching a lot of documentaries about them. And it's just, like, so bullshit what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and what like, they get away with. The suspect was seen wearing this shirt, and you own that shirt. You weren't wearing it that day, and we have a picture of you not wearing it, but, like, you own it. Yeah. It's in your drawer, so it was you. What was the one I watched? There's a really good one on Netflix where, um, I'm gonna have to look at it and post it in our stories, but, um, he is literally at a baseball game with his daughter, and someone pinned him to, like, a gang shooting, and he's like, I was at a baseball game. Like, I have the tickets. Like, I don't... And they found him on the camera, but it wasn't high enough quality. So they were like, ooh, it could not be you. And uh, they ended up finding out that, like, fuck, what show was it? Seinfeld or one of those old shows from back in the day just happened to be filming at the game that day. And they got him and his daughter a clear view on the TV show. And that's how he got off. Shut the fuck up. It was wild. I'm sorry. I just spoiled the whole show. But it's been up there for a while, so it's not my fault. <laughs> oh my god, that is terrible. But it's defense lawyers can take the smallest little thing and make yeah. the jury doubt everything. It's insane. Yeah. Defense lawyers are even worse than cops sometimes. So there's no definite reason as to why Serhei began killing, uh, especially considering the lack of knowledge on his upbringing. We don't know if he was beaten. We don't know, you know, if his parents were abusive. We can assume as much, but we don't actually know. Um, every time a news source would ask him why, he would give a different answer. Uh, he said he was inspired by being rejected by women as a young man. Uh, he's also said that he was just trying to compete with other serial killers and get, like, the highest kill count. So he just kind of... <laughs> it's not Call of Duty, bud. Like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so he just kind of was talking out of his ass every time someone would answer. Um, based on the, like, long list of failed marriages, I'm kind of leaning towards the rejection thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether his his perverseness started before his failed marriages or after or what but it just it seems like it makes sense to me i don't know so he's just uh, kind of throwing stuff out depending on the day and yeah he's just like yeah it's this today that's what i felt <laughs> um so in 2005 he was arrested in probably the most absurd way i've ever heard in my life um so there was a funeral taking place for one of his victims uh she was just nine years old which is oh my devastating God. Um, and some of the young girl's friends noticed a strange man standing in the distance watching the burial. The children all started to panic because they had recognized him. They had seen him speaking to their friend the day she went missing. Uh, when Serhei saw the kids panicking, he immediately ran. The parents obviously knew something was up and called the police. A few hours later, the police arrived at his home and arrested him for the 37 murders. Uh, he's sentenced to life in prison and died in his cell in 2018. May he rot in peace. Um, and to end this, I have an absolutely wild note to end this on that I could not believe. Actually, this is, um, I believe it was a chessboard killer also ended on this bizarre note. Okay. Um, there's something about these, like, Soviet killers. After his arrest, Serhei became somewhat of a celebrity because of the intense media coverage. And, uh, a 16-year-old girl named Elena followed his case on TV and became, like, enthralled by it. She was just super into it. Um, she began visiting him in jail and the two, quote, fell in love. Oh, of course. Um, so in 2015, they got fucking married. And uh, this- I don't understand gr- people like that. I don't, I don't get it either. Um, this girl was in the prime age range to be one of his victims and for some reason was not absolutely repulsed by everything he did. 
Um, actually, she's been quoted as saying, uh, I am not scared by his conviction. It's good that women are scared of him. If that's the case, there's no competition for me. Uh, she's even said that she would have helped him bury the bodies if he had asked. <sighs> So, so she needs to be arrested right now. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, another fun note. Her father is actually a psychiatrist and somehow missed <laughs> all of these signs of her being very unstable. Um, but yeah, in late 2016, the couple had a daughter because in Ukraine, prisons allow for conjugal visits, like very lenient conjugal visits, apparently. apparently. Holy crap. Um, so Sergei never got to meet his daughter before his death, World Smallest Violin. Aww. And uh, Elena spent the last year of her husband's life trying to secure an early release for them and had plans to live out the rest of their lives in Eastern Russia. Luckily for society, those plans never panned out. But what a fucking strange woman. <laughs> but now she's out and about and is going to be like, I'm going to go take on his legacy. And like, oh, God, I hope not. As so, I mean, so far, there's been nothing. Uh, he only passed away in 2018. So there's still time. And the fact that her dad was a psychiatrist. And no one over this. No one over there knows how to do their fucking job, apparently. <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, I thought uh, that was a bit of a, a strange one. A little bit of a short one this week, but I thought it was too interesting to not share. Yeah, no, that's absolutely bananas right from the beginning because this guy got away with it for so long and these people suffered a lot of people suffered i hope lots of people sued mm-hmm. uh, i hope lots of families sued everybody making money off of this because that that was some bullshit yeah. and i can't imagine like especially the guy who was accused of killing his own daughter like the ugh, like the, the whole family you know what i mean that tears the whole family apart because there's going to be some believe he's innocent some believe he's guilty blah 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 there's fights but like that's just he essentially like not only ruined his victims lives but made all of these other people victims too yeah that was not written in my script that came out of my head right now you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) it's just like mind-blowing what the fucking people went through and like even like the the victims families that these people are oh yeah innocent people are being put on trial and these families are like this person did it they're saying he did it and then it wasn't them and it's some other guy and this guy yeah well that's a whole other can of worms because then there's the aspect where the family's like you know for in the one case for six years believe this guy killed their daughter or whomever and now they're suddenly gonna let him out like obviously you're gonna be angry and stuff like you don't know what to believe like just so so many victims in this case on so many different levels and his baby mama her parents should have gotten the like wooden spoon out right then and there. I'm pretty sure care. it is the chessboard killer as well, where another mm-hmm. girl quote fell in love with him from prison as well. And like, I don't get it. I don't. Get, it's all. like the people that were obsessed with Ted Bundy too. Yeah, I think there's a difference between like you know falling in love with someone who's in prison for drug charges and falling in love with someone who literally sexually assaulted dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like a whole other. A whole I don't other mean thing. to laugh, but it's just so baffling to me that these these women are like this um it goes back to the one episode i talked about where couples usually the man is sort of dominant and and scares the woman into following the crimes Mm -hmm. but it's almost like she she approached him and then became submissive like i don't quite i don't quite understand i just don't get it i'm just gonna call all these ladies carla homoka because like yeah fuck that bitch so many carlas (laughs) yeah right god damn it carla But yeah, that was a, I tried to do somewhat of a toned down case this week because I've been scarring Danielle so much. <laughs> no, now my brain is just full of what the fuck. <sighs> what? I, I want to do a case now th- about uh, like false accusations, maybe someone who got off because that's still true. technically true crime, right? Oh, yeah. True justice. That'd be so cool. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by. I think the FBI should give every true crime fan a case right now to work on. <laughs> I totally agree with that. 
I need something to do. <laughs> We're bored. I mean, it's been nine weeks, so. Oh, and I've been on, quote, vacation this week. And I'm the type of person where I need to be doing something at all times. And, like, I just yeah. don't know how to relax. So this week, I feel bad whining about it, but it's been a very hard week for me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just so stressed I'm on vacation. <laughs> you should have just come over and watch Christmas movies with me. From, like, six feet away or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's my... Your basement's six feet, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's big enough. You just come come through the backyard. We're fine. Well, that's that, friends. Yeah. So if you wanted to uh, talk about this crazy fucking case that Holly <laughs> just blew my mind with, or talk about the Banshee and her crazy crying, you can find us on social media. We have an Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Spooky Hour. And if you have your own crazy banshee stories or someone that you know has been thrown into prison for absolutely no reason, let us know. You can oh, email crazy us. Crazy banshee stories. I just got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You never know. People have wild stories. Um, so that you can email us to the Spooky Hour Podcast 666 at gmail.com. Holly put a fancy email button on our Instagram. Sure did. So you can It's go. a lot of work. I just had to yeah. click a button. Yeah. She's killing it out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Technology's hard. It's it's a day. Again, we like hearing from you guys. So shoot us a message on any of those mediums and we would be more than happy to answer them. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Fuck our lives on to week yeah. 10. Hey. <laughs> so until next week, I hope you enjoyed our banter because the banter is the best part of this episode. And it's staying. <laughs> yeah, forever. Because that's and just ever. how it works. Sorry, we're not trying to be shady. We just like to make jokes. We genuinely do like feedback. So, you know, if there's something you don't like, by all means, tell us. But we just want to sort of explain why we do that as opposed to just not doing it. Because I like having chats with you guys. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Lonely. <laughs> it gives us something to talk about. In the meantime... Do all those fun things. Come hang out with us. And we hope you enjoyed your long weekend. Oh, yeah. It's a long weekend. Have fun. And also, on that long weekend, stay spooky. Bye.